0: It has come to our attention that a mysterious force is loose somewhere in outer space. The mysteries of creation are there. Up in the sky?
1: Up in the sky.
2: The moon and the planets are there. And new hopes for knowledge and peace are there. And therefore, as we set
0: sail, we ask God's message on the most hazardous and dangerous and greatest adventure of which man has ever embarked.
2: Self lord and master shall bring disaster to evil factors Demonic chapters shall be captured by kings Through the storms of days after And to the earth from the sun through triple darkness to blast you With a force that can't be compared to any firepower For its mind power shared The brainwave causes vessels to circulate Like constellations reflect at night off the lake Word to the father and mother earth Seeking everlasting life through this hell Good job it's Look, listen, and appear adding elements and watch New soundtrack. limited series podcast I'm going through right now uh, Just a little backstory on it I want to let y'all know that this was just an idea that came about with the uh, birthday of hip-hop You know, the 50th birthday rolled around and, and it felt like it was only right To try to, you know, do something special I mean, the podcast is the podcast, we do that and, you know, that shit's Rooted in hip-hop, but not always, you know, fully engulfed in, in, in the dopest part of the culture. So, with it being the 50th anniversary, I wanted to kind of tell a story that I don't know if many people are. To me, I, I feel like hip-hop, is, it brings people together in a way that I don't know what else does. You know what I mean? Sports, but, in you know, if it's not your favorite team, it's divisive. I guess it could be that way in hip-hop as well. But um, there's way more positive stories revolving around this art, this music, this culture than is depicted on, you know, the regular pod usually. So, I wanted to... um. Cold call, basically perfect strangers across the country that I've never met um, and kind of just get their story, their unique story in their moment, you know, when they knew that hip hop was more than just music to them. On this episode, I'm joined by the inspirational rapper, a man named Gabe from out of Oregon with ties to the Bay Area Humboldt. And even India. Um, he joins me and tells his unique story. And like I said, man, this is this is our first time talking. We didn't know each other prior. Very glad that uh, he was the person to kick off this series. Like I said, a unique story all his own. Very cool dude. Got into some deep discussion as well. Y'all let me know what you think, man. Like I said, this is the first time, the first episode. Uh, there'll be more, you know what I mean? And um, let me know what y'all think. All right, man. Had an idea, first and foremost. I want to like, give a little backstory. Today I'm joined with uh, the inspirational rapper, here joining us for whats up what's going on man thank you for your time
0: <laughs> it's my pleasure happy to be here
2: thank you thank you so uh you know I want to give a little bit of insight like I said I was having an idea being that it's the 50th uh, anniversary of hip-hop you know the birthday was just the other day um I wanted right. I wanted to talk to people you know just basically cold call perfect strangers across the country and, and you know hopefully eventually further out who just are all joined by this culture, by this music, by this art form. And, you know, um, Mm -hmm. just kind of bridge the gaps, connect the dots and make this, you know, this world seem a little bit smaller through this, uh, vessel of music and, um, put a post out, didn't know what to expect. Got a lot of responses very quickly and was blown away by, um, somebody, I believe tagged your wife into the post and then, Mm -hmm. you know, to, to get me in contact with you. And, um, I mean, first and foremost, uh, shout outs to your wife, man, being persistent and holding me accountable because, like, I was not flaking at all. I had a message in response that I, like, didn't send. <laughs> like, it was written out and it wasn't sent. But her uh, sending me that message again, I was like, okay, yeah, cool, let's get this done. So, um, join now, man, the inspirational rapper. First and foremost, man, can you introduce yourself and, and let people know where you're from and uh, a little bit about you? Yeah,
0: yeah, thank you. And big shout out to my wife, Erin. She definitely uh, makes. Make sure things get done.
2: That's right. That's Um, right.
0: She's good. She's good at that. So, so yeah. um, I'm the inspirational rapper. My my, you know, birth name is Gabe, and um, I live in a little place called Talent, Oregon. We're right next to Ashland, Medford, that part of Southern Oregon. Okay. I lived here about about nine years now, almost ten, and um, yeah, uh, I grew up in Northern California in Humboldt County, Arcata area. Um, I've lived in South India. I spent a year of college in South India, in nice. Bangalore. Nice. Um, shout out to all the homies in Bangalore. There you go. <laughs> <Hey>. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and I went to college in Chico. I studied, uh, recording in, in, uh, Chico state. And, nice. um, yeah, man, I, um, I'm a dad. I got two daughters and one's three. The other one will be six next month. Nice. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm, uh, I've been, I've had a big love affair with hip hop since, uh, probably since I heard Above the Clouds by by Gangstar and nice. um, Inspected Deck off of a skate video back in like 1998 or something. That's dope. You see, yeah.
2: you see, it's things like that where where it could be anything, like you could just be sparked by whatever it is. For me, it was my sisters watching a certain show where at the end of it, they would highlight rap artists. And I would just yeah. see the performance aspect of it and just see the way that the crowd was responding. And I was always a fan of music, but it was, you know, at that moment where I was like, oh no, let's let's be a contributor, not just a spectator. And um a lot of people have stories like that. So for you from Escape Video and right. Above the Clouds and now we're here. You have uh, a yeah. Northern California ties. I know you said you had some family out in the Bay as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, my my older brother's in um in uh well he he's been in Oakland forever, but he just moved to San Ramon got it and uh my my grandma's in oakland and um yeah my my brother's like part owner and operator at uh this place called timeless coffee they're like a vegan coffee shop with like pastries and food and it's all vegan and they have a few locations and so that's what he does and yeah i've always i kind of grew up always visiting my grandparents and stuff in the bay area every now and then so yeah i've got some connections and ties there and so family there
2: yeah so what differences can you uh can you tell me being that you know you've been all over the place as you've already stated you know what i mean but you know specifically <laughs> since you spent a lot of time in oregon as well as in california what are some of the differences in the hip-hop scene that you you know experience or or could tell or speak to about speak to us about sorry
0: yeah between the two states like yeah, the differences I and mean, hip-
2: yeah the scene you yeah. know what I mean? how, how you know just the vibe the scene and you know whatever 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 information you got that could bridge that gap for us. Sure, yeah,
0: it's a great question. I mean, to you know, kind of to 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 understand my answer, you kind of have to understand my like background. So, like, I put out my first like full length album. It'll be ten years ago um, this year uh, in December. Expand your soul, right? expand your soul that's right yeah yes, and that's sir. on all streaming platforms and all that congratulations um, on so 10 years man that's that's dope thank you thank you yeah and there was a big long lead up to that to make to get that released. and i've done some other stuff that you'll never hear <laughs> but uh but yeah so so i haven't you know bef- so leading up to that album i wasn't playing a lot of shows i was just trying to like learn how to put songs together and learn how to um record and mix and do all that stuff make beats you know i spent a lot you know I, I grew up being a dj like i uh you, go. you know i started i was like super into scratching so i probably wouldn't be really doing hip-hop if it wasn't for like you know the invisible scratch pickles you know dj cubert and these styles all, all those cats you know that like all the dope filipino <laughs> uh djs that kill it like yep, dj yep. babu too and the world famous B junkies like the world famous B junkies their mixtapes turned me on to like a bunch of hip-hop that i fell in love with and rappers that i still listen to this day i mean there was even a mixtape that had exhibit on it before he was you know even popular you know Dope. so um you know they've always been curators in a way to, for to me out of the la hip-hop scene and all that so so I, yeah, you know, anyways, to answer your question, I wasn't playing a bunch of shows growing up. I, I tried to, I, I would DJ some house parties and stuff, but I was mostly just in to be creative. And, you know, I'd come home from high school and just sit in my room and scratch and watch all the scratch videos on VHS and learn all the, you know, scratch tricks and all that. Sure. And, um, and, uh, but so, so, you know, my scene in, in California that I was a part of, um, and maybe st- I still am. Was in a small town, you know, Humboldt County, Arcata. It's, it's a small area. And, um, you know, it's, it's largely like white. You know, there's not a lot of people of color and there's a big Portuguese population. So, you know, what, what was going on in hip hop there was, you know, I wouldn't say it's anything comparable to the Bay Area or anything like that. And, um, but yeah, I mean, there were some, there were some, uh, a couple different clubs and venues that have come and gone over the years. Um, that I played at one that's gone now is the red fox I used to play shows there um and then uh, uh, you know there's a there's a little spot in Arcata off the plaza called the jambalaya it's okay. just called the jam now they've been there forever and um, they're big supporters of music and arts and um in the community and so I uh, played there I think I did my expand your soul album release party there if I remember correctly nice. ten years ago so so yeah, and, and you know, in that scene, we've got, um, you know, big shout outs to my dude, Zigzilla. So Zigzilla is a middle school teacher. He lives in arcada and he wraps some of his lessons and he's one of the dopest MCs I know personally, like just hands down awesome dude. Um, he's a part of the culture there. We got NAC one who is a, you know, affiliated with the freestyle fellowship and he's been around a long time nice. and he's, he's got ties to the Bay area, but he lives there in Eureka in Humboldt County. Um, we got our dude, um, uh, DJ Goldilocks who DJs a bunch and, and works with a lot of MCs is my dude Ruffian. Um, and then, you know, I don't know, there's countless others. I'm not, I'm blanking on some people right now for sure, but but you know, there's there's a good little scene there, and it and it and everybody keeps doing it. They they have like freestyle Fridays and stuff, nice. like on a weekly, I think. And you know, people turn out and do their thing. And um, I got you know, I haven't been back there and done anything in that community for a while, but I would like to. Um, so yeah, there's a small you know. But growing up in Humboldt County, I was you know, it's it's like weed culture, and I don't yeah. smoke weed, <laughs> and you know, I it's like it's um. You know, it brings with it a certain thing, and so yeah, yeah, you no know, I, I, you know, we got oh, we got dude. Um, I, I gotta, I gotta shout out our dude Highway. Highway is like, uh, you know, just doesn't stop, man. The guy has a ton of albums. He's super good. He, he's like a chopper, you know, like Sick. he raps like really fast and really well. Um, and he's like a Humboldt County icon. Everybody knows Highway. Like he's dope. He's got song, his song with uh, Tech Nine, like nice. a video with Tech Nine. and um, So he does this thing and then long time, I don't know if they're still in the community there. I don't really know them personally, but long time Humboldt County um, shit is uh, Potluck. Um, so there's one son and I can't remember the other dude's name. Sorry. But but yeah, Potluck has been there forever and uh, you know, they're in the weed culture thing but they're they're dope, man. I mean, they're big curators of the hip-hop culture and they've been doing it since I was a like 12 or even 10 or something I mean I don't even know forever nice. And they haven't stopped I mean I um, And there's a You know Yeah there's there's I mean there's more That I don't even know about For sure you know So so yeah I mean The difference between that scene And the scene I'm at in Oregon You know I'm mean, here in Southern Oregon It's kind of a small town as well A little bit bigger in some ways Than in the Humboldt County scene But um, you know uh, There isn't a strong Like you know Vibrant hip hop Culture going on here in Oregon uh, in this part of Oregon and uh, you know to, to be quite honest southern Oregon's a little bit kind of got some like redneck roots going on got and it. that kind of stuff and so um, so hip-hop is out here and it's alive and strong and uh, and we're trying to build it and that's part of why I do um, my monthly event I do a, uh, the conscious hip-hop night at the elder apothecary right in downtown Ashland And I bring in different artists from all over. Um, I recently had these guys from Whidbey Island outside of Seattle, Everett, Washington. Um, they came down, they're called Wood Bay and tree star. (laughs) And they're like dope, you know, like indie alternative hip hop duo. Um, super good. They came down and and rocked it. And, uh, I bring in people from all over, um, this next month for September, we have, um, galaxy and statement, which are super dope. Um, and they're gonna they're gonna be coming through. We just confirmed that like two days ago. So so yeah, I mean the difference in those two scenes, like that's you know I don't know California's huge, man. And yeah, then, yeah, most definitely. So like you know, but but those two scenes, the difference is really, um, you know, uh, I'm not sh- like like Humboldt County. The scene has kind of it seems like it's kind of been about what it was like when I was there. Got it's it. still kind of going, um, maybe building a little bit. I'm not sure. Like I'm not super in touch with it. But then, um, you know, here in, in Southern Oregon, there's there's like these little pockets of all these different rappers and artists that are involved in hip hop. And um, we really need to, to bring it together, you know, and, and, you know, like do shows together and support, you know, we're right on the I-5 corridor, right? So people come through here, but they'll just book, you know, artists will just come through and book weekdays here. Cause they're going up to Portland or Eugene or Seattle. So it's not really a destination, Um, but a big proponent of the culture here and just super a great place. I just have to plug Johnny B's in Medford, Um, Trent and britt They're the owners and they're super sweet couple and they're artists and musicians and they just hold it down. You know, they, they always are up for having music come through. They don't take a door. Like they don't take a door split. They just make money off drinks and they just are trying to make stuff happen. And we just threw a fiftieth anniversary party for hip hop. Nice. Um, at Johnny B's and it was like Yeah. Shout <laughs> to y'all, man. Yeah. Um and man, that was that was so good to see because what I'm talking about with the Southern Oregon community coming together around hip hop, that was the first time I had really seen it happen. Um, everybody came out. And everybody had their A-game. There you go. Like, some of these people I'd seen four or five times do, you know, short sets in the past. Yeah. Every person that came up did the best set I've ever seen them do. That it did, was like...
2: That speaks volumes to them knowing the importance of the moment. If this is the first time in exactly. the community that's going to be exposed for the first time, you have to give them the best, you know, the best view possible. And um, that's, exactly. that's sick. And, and, and I wanted to applaud you for that conscious hip-hop night that you do. And, and what you're doing Thank out you. there. Just, you know, because a lot of people, you know, will, it, it, you know, it, it's, it's very easy to tell who's doing it out of love for the art rather than who's doing mm-hmm. it to, um to benefit from it. You know, and, and, right. and, and, and when you put in type of, you know, you said to me what something that I want to really point out is your event is all ages. And yes. that is, you know, very hard to find anywhere. um, Much less, you know, in a small town in, in Oregon. So, That's the, you know, that needs to be applauded coming from somebody who used to, you know, began writing at the age of nine. If there would have been somewhere that I could have went, you know, got nurtured, met people, networked, you know, who knows, you know, who I would have known or came across or rubbed shoulders with. So uh, shout outs to you guys. Shout outs to the other uh, spot that you plugged. Um, um, Yeah. You know, what was it? Sorry. Say the name one more time. I I forgot the name. Johnny B. Johnny Johnny B. 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 Yeah. Yeah. They're a dope venue in Bedford. Yeah yeah i mean shout out to them because anybody who you know has a love for music is always going to be accepting of it and and for somebody to open their doors and host and do something like that you know that's a that's a selfless act and you know no no matter if you know they make money off of drinks or not you're doing that out of the love and giving people a spot in the venue to uh to work on their on their craft and that's that's super sick man to know that and i'm glad i asked that question because you you, you're like probably the only person who could give me that perspective for the the humble scene and then you know the Oregon scene I would have never known about those two spots to be honest so that's just really dope man yeah thank you thank you for for sharing your uh your story and um you know yeah of course of course Thanks. I, I kind of wanted to go back to that to that project from 2013 that was what I had access sure. to right away so I, you know I went to there and that was my first listen um I was right. initially instantly when your wife had sent the link I went to it and was listening to it on my drive home from work a few uh mm. a few tracks stuck out for sure let it go um just the whole vibe man mm-hmm. I wanted to talk to you about like the production and everything along with it this is 10 years oh. ago and and um yeah and you know I was I was listening to to that so I wanted so you start, now I'll get to the stuff that you sent me later that's more current but I was sure. listening to that opening sure. and, and you know that third verse on let it go you 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 take you mm. take off bro like the, Thank you You know what I mean Like not a not a wasted Not a wasted bar um, And It's it, From somebody who writes Introspective type of music as well You know the The pros and the cons of it You know what I mean It's a gift and a curse And, and sure. Cause you know what I mean Right Cause like we can't yes. It's yeah. hard to make a dumbed down song And like You know what I mean right. like that That would be the more difficult thing to do When that's you know Usually the easier thing For somebody trying to write But Um Tell me about the mindset, man. Expand your soul, first of all, uh, mm. is a dope concept in itself. So tell me, you know, what, what was the process behind that? And then just the recording process as well back then versus, you know, when we get to the new projects a little bit later.
0: All right. Yeah. Great question, man. Thank you. And thanks for listening. So, yeah, I. I uh, OK, here's how it happened. Back I was a freshman in high school. I had bleach blonde spike tips. I had a wallet chain that went down past my knees. I wore cargo pants, you know, yes, buttoned sir. up polo t-shirts, and I was a skater. <laughs> and I was listening to a bunch of like ska and punk, and yeah. Um, and uh, I went, I went. There was an assembly one day at high school, you know, in the, in our arcade high, and uh, in our in the big gymnasium, right? Everybody assembled. We were all there, all the classes, all the years. And this dude came out dj jedi like j e t e y e jet like black jet anyways so dj jedi came out and um had turntables and was scratching there was a guy rapping too but i'd never seen that before i'd never seen scratching live yeah and um it it captivated me and that really put me on this trajectory i always loved writing and poetry and i was writing songs even before hip-hop like i started Writing punk rock songs and whatever, yeah, and um, even played in some bands and stuff. But then I just this was perfect because I didn't really play any instruments that well, yeah, and um, and uh, I could be I could be a front man, right? I could be you know the MC. So um, I took off. I I poured my heart into it. You know, like in high school, everybody was saving up and working and buying their first cars. I bought my turntables. Dope. I saved up and worked my butt off and bought my 1200s. I still have those 1200s. Don't ever let them go, I, man.
2: Keep those, keep those.
0: I, I won't. Yeah. I got two more actually now, so, but, Sick. Sick. but, uh, but yeah, so that kind of started me. And then, you know, uh, DJ Jedi kind of took me under his wing, showed me some things, um, you know, helped me along. Uh, we practiced together a little bit and he, he went on to become like a very accomplished trumpet player. But, um, Sick. he, uh, so, so that that got me into writing and hip hop, and then after high school, I went and studied music at Chico State, and I started writing some of those songs that are on Expand Your Soul, like the song "Life Is Fast." That song is the oldest song that I performed still. Like I, I started writing that when my father passed away, which was, um, I don't know, like two thousand five, two thousand five. Sorry, the um, loss, bro. And, Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. So, so, you know, and so even though it came out in 2013, you know, it was quite a few years of writing it. And I even had in the original second verse that I wrote for it, I scrapped and re- wrote a new one because I was a better writer a few years yeah. later, yeah. you know. And, um, so that, so then that was kind of started at Chico, right? Then I went to, then I went to India. So I did four years at Chico State and, um, had a great education there, um, had big falling outs with my friends. You know, people were partying and getting yeah. spun out on drugs. And I, you know, I, I come from a background. I didn't have a lot of money, you know, single mom yeah. raising two kids. You know, like I wasn't going to waste my chance to get an education. And um, I dope. got some support from my from, from the government and my grandparents to be able to, to do school. So I kind of blocked all it all out and just focused on school and studying and i got a lot out of it um and kind of transformed my life a little bit and then yeah i went to india i'd like never been out of the country my entire life so i had this chance to go study for a year in india and i went and did that and i was part of acoustic chutney which is an acapella music team like like a glee club right and i was a I was a beatboxer and then it was You know, I was only white person. It was all, you know, dark-skinned Indians and light-skinned Indians. But, and, uh, you know, we competed and we traveled around and um, we won a bunch of competitions and that happened. And I was still kind of writing stuff. And so you'll hear some Indian kind of influences throughout the album of Expand Your Soul because, um, like, there's a song, Put Up a Fist. Um, That song, at the end there's like this woman singing in in hindi which is if you don't know one of the lang- one of the national languages in india she's singing in hindi it's what all the bollywood films got it they're singing in hindi usually and so i so the way that happened i just had a microphone hooked up to my laptop and we were sitting outside at a basketball court and i was just like here sing something and she's saying that and then i used it later and you know kind of built the beat to match it and Sick. all that kind of stuff and um so yeah so with so then i came back to the u.s and i went back to arcada and um it was just a very you know uh it was a very different experience it's like that reverse culture shock they talk about like i came back and i was like rail thin and i was vegetarian and i had a full indian accent and a head bobble and all that people didn't even like people I went to high school with and grew up with, like didn't even recognize me at first, Yeah, you know, like I, I was a different person, you know? And, um, and, uh, and so I, I, you know, eventually kind of got settled and I, um, you know, started working stuff and, and got, um, this apartment in Arcata and that's where I recorded almost everything in Extend Your Soul was in that apartment. Nice. And, um, so let so let it go. Actually, the kick drum is the door to my stu- the, my studio. I just hit it with my hand and recorded it. <laughs> oh, damn. and um, and then you know processed it and tweaked it and stuff. And then like you know kicks uh, the the snares. There's like some claps and snaps and stuff that I recorded my my own hands doing all that. And then there's like a vocal in the in the beat, yeah. you know, that kind of echoes a little bit. And that's this. I can't even remember her name dude this this, it was a woman in arcada um beautiful singer beautiful person i can't remember her name it was so long ago but i just had her come in and sing a couple like notes (laughs) and then i used them you know um in the beat and uh and then yeah i mean the the that that song let it go um really the lyrics really actually come out of like um you know like i've been involved in a lot of different like um personal development different things throughout my life and so that was kind of this question that came up was like you know if you could wave a wand and just write all the wrongs rearrange your life like you was writing the song would you let it go you know that's the kind of the course and it's like the personal development stuff i was studying and was coming across was kind of like that's the question i was getting out of it was like you know, if you could just like manifest your life or, or, you know, just create it however you want, like, would you, what, what would you create? Like, you know, would you let go of all the stuff you're holding on to the negative stuff, you know, like, so that was kind of the question that like, you know, I kind of wrote that song because that kept coming up for me. And um yeah, I mean, I can distinctly remember, like, you know, I, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not Jay Z. I don't keep do it all in my head.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, not and many, not many are pro- able to like that, man. That's that's a rarity.
0: Yeah, yeah. The probably the best at it is locksmith. He's oh, he's crazy, insane, yeah. insane. I don't know how he does that in his head, but um, but I, but but this song, at least half of one of the verses, I think it's the, the second verse. I wrote it in my head, like I was. I mean, it's only eight bars, so I could kind of do it, but it, I remember. I was in, um, I was hiking in this place called, um, Fern Canyon and, uh, it's an incredible place, but I, this song, I was writing the song, um, and I went out there that this one day in the middle of, you know, writing it. And, uh, I just kind of finished the rest of the verse in my head. Like I just went over it when I was walking around and got those bars written then. And, and, um, yeah, that's kind of the story of the song. I think I played the flute part. It's actually a real flute. It's not like a MIDI thing. If I remember correctly,
2: I was going to ask um, you too about the production because, it's so funny that you tell me that like, you're hitting doors and you know claps and snaps of your own because I was like, "There sounds like there's live instrumentation on this thing." Like I wanted to know, like if, if there was yeah. a band situation or something going on, but that's just ultimate creativity and, and resourcefulness, man. Like it, it just keeps yeah,
0: you... I'm, I'm yeah ahead. in that in that t- in that time when I was living in Arcadia, um, I was playing some shows. I was connected with the musicians. And so I was bringing in musicians to like, sick. Like I was, I was playing producer. You know, I nice. would bring in a guitarist and and be like, okay, here's the drums and stuff I have um, lined up, and there, here's a little simple baseline that I made. So like, play some, just like I will hit record and just play some stuff that comes to you, and then I'll take the parts I like and then chop them up and or whatever you know, or loop or loop a certain part. Um, I, uh, my dude, uh, Drew Moore this guy drew he played quite a few of the bass lines and just as many bass lines were played by um scott scott kramsberg and uh i still i still have worked with scott um over the years and uh and he played other parts too he's a really good musician um and he plays like in reggae bands and stuff but um he played uh i can't even tell you i mean it's on the back of the CD. Um, But he's in, he played a bunch of different parts. So yeah, I was always kind of the way I was brought up in my like recording program at Chico. I didn't want to like, I was, I was brought up in a way with this that I wanted to try to, especially with expand your soul, that album, I wanted to try to do as much like real instruments as I could because it always sounded better to me. Unless you're going for that, like vinyl sample, like like, Premiere DJ Premiere like chopped up, vinyl sample feel that's dope too but i just i wanted to go for more real bass lines you know and still to this day like i'll, I'll program in bass lines, like i'll play bass lines on a midi keyboard but it always sounds better if i just even if it's me like i can't barely play a bass guitar but i have one and even yeah. if i just do like a very simple you know bass line that i play with the actual bass it sounds better than anything i could do way better with a midi keyboard usually so like Yeah. That's kind of the way the process I've kind of cultivated over the years is like trying to do the live instrumentation always. It's more work, you know, it's really, it's really easy to just throw your headphones on and sit in front of your computer and scroll through different like MIDI instruments and synths and stuff. And, And it's fun and I do it and I still use it. And you can make great music that way too, but it's always a little more interesting if you have another musician and another, instrument that's being played live and recorded that way it just adds something to it um i agree so yeah yeah
2: so i mean you kind of answered one of my next questions for me so i'll just briefly like go over part of it but i was gonna say like you could tell from from the let it go i mean excuse me from the expand your soul album to the the other singles and and things that you put me on to uh specifically kingdom come the latest single, "One Time," mm-hmm. for, "One Time for Kingdom Come," man, off this new album. Yeah, not yet on DSPs. Coming soon. <laughs> available for purchase on the inspirationalrapper.com. Make sure y'all go there and get a, get a copy of that. Um, I could tell the difference in you know in production quality. I, I know you may have had more uh, live instrumentation then, but I mean, it, it sounds like a little more polished now. You know, over the time, and you know, if if if, the, if sure. a podcast from ten years ago, if I did it, would have sounded completely different than it does today so i'm right. not saying that anyway to slight i'm just saying like right um it's it's sick that you that you did that that you're talking about the live instrumentation and now how you have instruments at home and stuff like that that's 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 really dope um what do you think now you know i wanted to briefly get into a few of these songs kingdom come first and foremost i wanted to play it but since we weren't able to get the discord to work properly we're on the phone unfortunately i'll, I'll definitely shut the link if uh you don't mind later on the page of course yeah and uh yeah so you know that that video was sick to me the quality everything it it just sounded great bro and i I wanted to applaud you on you know just uh continuing to go and and doing what you're doing and not only for yourself but providing the space and and a place for others to do it as well um Mm -hmm. thank you Now let's say uh at going back to the, the conscious hip hop night, you know, is there, what's like, you said it's all ages. Has there ever been a, a young artist? What's like the youngest artist who's ever come to graced the stage?
0: Well, you know, actually last month or well this month, August, you know, so, so conscious hip hop night is every first Thursday of every month. And so this last one was in August, you know, in early August, I actually did, instead of bringing in another artist, um, I did, a. Uh, I've been, I've been getting feedback that people wanted to hear me more because I always have a bunch of artists and I maybe do like a couple songs. So I decided not to bring any other artists in. And it's a two-hour show. So I took the first hour and did a kid's freestyle open mic. Sick. Um, and uh, so we had um, my daughter who's five, almost six. She goes by her self-created MC name is Dragon Cat. Sick. And so we had we had, yeah. And she's pretty good. Watch out. I but love
2: Dragon
0: I love it. Dragon Cat Be on up to look and... out for
2: sure. We gotta we gotta promote the project yeah. when it drops.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um so yeah, she came up and did some, some stuff. Um she did like a written thing that she had created and she freestyled too. And then we had this um this girl, I think that was like nine or ten, I'm not really sure. She might have been a little bit older. She came up insane. Um, a cover song, and she was really good, like really, really good. So, um, and then we had a couple other freestylers and stuff happen, but, um, but yeah, I I want to have more kids interaction happening, and I've been I've been playing with the idea of um, doing more. Like uh, I didn't really promote this month that well because um, there's a lot of stuff going on, but uh, I'd like to maybe you know talk to some local businesses like kids stores and stuff and um maybe get some prizes going and do like a bigger production of like a freestyle um open mic kind of showcase i don't want to make it like a battle you know but like you know we'll judge things and award and it doesn't have to be freestyle it could just be written or whatever but you know just having kids get more and more involved in um and giving them a chance to come up on stage and do something and yeah. You know, I wish I had that when
2: I was a kid. I didn't have anything like that going on. So same, man. Um, that's, that's why you know I had, to, I had to make sure that that all ages was involved in the story because that stuck out a yeah. lot. You know, what I mean, you could tell. You know, as easy as it would be to get more people together, probably at a space where there is alcohol or you know other things going on, like it's, it's super right. sick to, to to do that rather. You know, do that instead, and, and that's that's big, especially if you guys are the ones who are setting the foundation for that scene over there. I'm glad it's in good hands, right? Man. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and you know it is it is it is a hard show to put on because, you know, I I I pay for promotion. I have a guy that puts flyers up that I pay. I make the flyers and I pay for that, and then the venue takes the door split because they have they're not usually open at that time. So staff has they're to stay, they're yeah. keeping a they're keeping a staff member on. Um, they sell some like you know like paleo cupcakes and crazy like mushroom lattes and stuff that are delicious so they you know they they have some a few items that they can sell and stuff but um, for the most part you know it's not a venue so I'm bringing in a PA I'm bringing in mics I'm bringing in turntables yeah, uh, merch uh, a table <laughs> you know um, and then like uh, yeah and it's like I'm not making anything on I, I'm not making anything on these shows but I just I do it because I get a lot out of it I love what, yeah. what we've created so far um and you know like the first one i did um you know before it was regular i just booked one and it was like may of 2020 and uh this is a crazy story so i bu- so i booked this show and we called it the conscious hip-hop night and um as kind of like a side thing my wife Erin, she was like well, i'll just make an event bright because that will maybe capture some other people and I'll make a Facebook event for it. And I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever. And then like a few days later, I'm I'm never on Facebook really. I'm a little bit more now, but at that time I was like, not on Facebook, but I'll go on every now and then like for like buy stuff on marketplace, (laughs) you know? And uh, so so I was on and I noticed like a notification popped up when I was on from someone I never met. It was a, um, a chat. And it was this person named Abby Riz. I was like, who's this Abby Riz person? And they're like, hey, are you the person that's doing the uh, hip hop night at the apothecary? And I was like, and I texted back, I was like, yeah. Um, and they're like, well, I'd like to book that venue. Are you the person that books it? And I was like, not really. It's the, um I'm just doing that event. You have to talk to the owner.
3: Yeah.
0: And they're like, well, I do bookings for Abstract Rude. Have you heard of Abstract Rude? And I was like, yeah, I've heard of Abstract Rude. He's like damn near 30-year veteran in the LA scene. Nice. You know Project Blowed. Yeah, I've I've heard of him and and then he was like, "Well, this is Abstract Rude. Can I call you?" Oh shit. <laughs> and and I was like, I was like, "Yeah, here's my number. Give me a call." And so he, so so uh Abstract Rude called me out of the blue. And you know, he was like putting together a, a kind of a last minute tour through up into Seattle like mm. um and uh he was looking for a stop here and so like nothing was coming together and he found me and uh so it became this wild like chess game like every couple days you know he'd be like well can you he'd be like you know so please so understand like ab abstract rude legend right used to, and he's used to a certain
2: high, type of experience right
0: right and he and he's had ups and downs in his career for sure, as we okay. all do. Yeah, yeah. And I would say he's at that time he wasn't in like super flush with a bunch of money and like able to do like he's putting Got this it. together and he's really trying to support his female artists that are on his label, like try to give them a chance and use nice. his name and his clout to like give them a platform, which is really cool. And so, you know, he's like, yo, we're trying to make this happen. Here's what's going on. He's like, Can you like could you front me a few hundred dollars to like get some t shirts for the tour printed? And I was like, shoot, man. Um, yeah, that's kind of, yeah. Let me, let me talk to my wife, <laughs> you yep. know, and smart man. And, and, I, <laughs> and then, like, I talked to my wife, and then I come back and I was like, this is what I mean was like, a, it's like a chess game. I was like, all right, I could front you some money for the shirts if, uh, you can make sure, like, Hey, like my name gets on it, <laughs> like yep. on the shirt, yep. and like, get, and like, get me like i don't remember all the breakdowns but it was like he would be like can you do this and i'll be like i could do that if you could do this yeah and then he'd be like well i could do that but you gotta do this and be like i'll do that but can you and then (laughs) so pretty much it, it turned into this like it started out as like he would just wanted me to like maybe open yeah at a couple shows here in in my area like medford and ashland or something like that talent yeah um and then, like you know, kind of just try to support the tour happening, however I could, and it turned into I was like, I'll get the shirts, but I'm going on the tour. <laughs> you oh, know? nice! And I, and and I, and he was like, I can't. He, he was like, Look, the flyers are made, the tour's routed. Um, he was like, I don't know you, but I've talked to you enough that you seem like you have a level head. He's like, If you show up at any of these dates, I'll make sure that you get like at least 10 minutes. Okay. And I was like, I was like, done. I'll do it. You know, yep. let's go. And so I just, you know, hopped in my car and just showed up at every date. And uh, Damn, you, followed, and you I, followed
2: the entire tour?
0: I, I was like the roadie.
2: Nice. <laughs>
0: and it was only, it was only like 10 dates. It wasn't like a fifty city tour, you know? Yeah. It was just like 10 dates back to back going up to um, Seattle and back. And, um, and I mean, it was like, a chance on something uncertain and it was still this was like 2022 it was still like people weren't really coming out Yeah, there's still like some COVID scares and yep. all that kind of stuff so it was like I wasn't sure what was going to happen we had some nights where there was barely anybody there we had some nights that were some big turnouts and some places you'd never expect um, Yeah, and it was it was an awesome experience and so um, and I connected you know and got like a lot of Knowledge and wisdom from the great, you know, abstract rude and um, made made a deeper connection with this guy and um, and the other people on the tour. Which one of them was uh, Galaxy, who so I mentioned? Galaxy and and her partner Statement are coming um, next month for the Conscious Hip Hop Night here. But yeah, it was it was a, it was just like this random thing that, that I had booked that show at the Conscious Hip Hop Night, the first one. And that turned into this happening. Sick. And I went on the tour and you know, I didn't make anything. Like I spent money to make this happen. But I wanted the experience and I'm in a place in my life where I could spend a little money to make this happen. Yep. And um and I made some great connections, you know, and uh with artists and venues all up and down the Pacific Northwest and then, you know, um came back and then less than a year later, you know, this was like I think April of this year. Uh, you know abstract rude called me again and we've been in touch and stuff but he was like yo we're going out again we need you like you know and uh he was like i need someone to drive and i'm like i'll drive let's go you know so
2: uh
0: so and we worked we worked out a little bit better deal for me too you know i'm not making anything but i broke even for the most part and um and i got a i got a couple collaborations with out of it with ab you know that's a great way that an artist like that can, can pay you is like you know, if you have an abstract rude feature, yep. people people know who he is, so yep. that helps. So, so uh, we have a song we did called "Rap Renaissance," and that's on the Kingdom Come album. And then, um, and then it's not out yet, but I have a song called "Girl Dad," and this was Ab's idea. He was like, "We're both, you know, dads of, of only girls. Let's make a song called Girl Dad.'"
3: There
0: you go. And I was like, "All right, cool." So I made the song you know, and, and I sent it to him and, uh, he immediately this dude, like it was like 90 minutes later, he sent me his rough. He's Sick. like, here's my rough. And it's like, he's singing, you know, like,
2: like it's this whole, it's it's That's just awesome, amazing. Man. That's awesome.
0: And, and I was like, dude, you're like a technician, <laughs> you know? And yep. then, uh, and then I, at that same time, when that was happening, um, I, I follow um, and I'm a big fan of uh, Eli from the Living Legends yes, sir. and um, he, he'd been posting a lot of stuff online um, about how he's trying to move and he's trying to sell a lot of his art and his music and he's selling features and stuff like that to try to raise some money to move and I went and looked at um, you know how much he was charging for a feature and I was like I can't really afford that um, but I wrote him and and I was like you know could you do this and he was like I could do this. And so it was another little chess game <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. uh, and I was like, I was like, I'll do that. Let's make it happen. And I, and then I sent him. So like that happened before. Right. And then, so AB, AB sent me his rough within 90 minutes. I, so actually, this is what happened. I sent the, I sent the ver, my version out with my verse and chorus to them at the same time. I emailed it out to AB and I emailed it out to Eli right at the same time. Within 90 minutes, Ab sent me his back, so I sent that rough to Eli, so he could hear it, and then Eli was like, okay, dope, um, you know, I have a bunch of projects in front of you, um, yep. so it might be a while, but I'll get it back to you, and then it was like two days later, he sent me his Sick. rough, to like go over, and I was like, yes, this is approved, <laughs> yeah. and he sent me his, the, his masters, and it's like he killed it, like he hit it, he, he hit the song like right on the head, man, it is it, I've never heard Eli verse quite like this, and um, and and Eli's amazing. And it's like you know, it's about his daughter, and it's very heartfelt. And like he just mm, he crushed it. And I can't wait for that to come out. Uh, but I'm still waiting on Ab's uh masters. You know his uh, his recording. He told me he texted me like the other day. He's like, you should have it this week. So there you go. Um, so that that's in the pipeline. And that should be on the next release. So it might be a minute before anybody hears it, but. But yeah, so it's just you know I only tell this story because it's kind of the the backstory of like when you do something and put yourself out there, things can happen like and you know it was it was very synchronistic that I was even on Facebook at the moment that he wrote me, see. Yeah, um cool. but I answered the call you know and I was willing to to work for for think, it
2: I, you know and I think honestly the so. common the common thing throughout this whole entire discussion for me and my perspective is just fearlessness. If you talk about, you know, sure. um, going to a place and being inspired by somebody scratching, and turning that into, you know, I'm going to save up. I'm going to go get my own things. That's discipline. Then you talk about, um, mm. you know, just just only general like uh, to go to India, never been out of the country. You're, you're going to school over there. You, you get all that knowledge from over there. You come back. You accept the call. You uh, negotiate your deal. Most people would just you know whatever you say. You negotiate yourself into more of a discussion, which regardless of whether it was a pain, you know, for the other guy to deal with and you to deal with, it kind of set a ground, you know, it set a it set of boundaries up and, and that turned into what you were right. able to manifest all those things into. Now you got uh, the experience, you, you did the shows, you have the the relationships and this new project. I can't wait to hear it. You got to let me know when it's out so I could uh, promote it and, you know, find my favorite offer of there and play it on the pod.
0: Definitely. Yeah. You'll know, you'll know for sure. And, and yeah, I mean, all the negotiations were for the best interest of everybody, you know, it was like, if I hadn't gone on that tour, that first one in 2022, um, it would have been a lot harder for everybody. Like I was able to help, which, you know, I think not to get too philosophical or anything, but it's like to be of service and to have, to have, you know, to, to be able to help support a movement even a 10-day tour in some small stages some small bars to make that happen you know and be a part of that um that feeds my soul you know that expands my soul this to to be corny you know (laughs) like and that it and yeah i mean that's and so like i was happy to do it i'm super happy that me and ab linked up i'm super happy that galaxy she's a beautiful singer in person you know she was able to make this tour happen you know um our 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 homie and videographer um Mama Strosity, she came to you know and so like that whole tour was super fun and super hard you know yeah. touring is, is really hard and you're dealing with everybody's personalities and everybody's <laughs> yes, whatever and it everything is is heightened because yeah. it's high energy it's it's performances it's no sleep it's long drives mm-hmm. eating once a day you know all those things so everybody gets a little bit crazy you know but no doubt. um but i was so happy to be a part of it and like be able to contribute what i could to make it happen dj for for ab dj for galaxy you know make things happen i connected with tons of different artists and musicians and you know and then this last april um when we were out again i actually got to like uh open for uh, a Seattle kind of legend, um, Gabriel Teodros, who's uh just someone that I, I've known about just because of common market in Seattle. Um but uh yeah, like I was just kinda cool, like, you know, I'm not like, starstruck or anything, but it's like I listened to his music and he's a really dope MC and I never was planning to like perform with him, but I ended up opening for him and also um DJ Vitamin D, who's a longtime Seattle head too. So it's like some of these legends, kind of from way back, and all this stuff, like got a chance to, you know, be a part of something and um, play my role and play my music and entertain some fans and yep. yeah, expand your and soul. That's
2: how it starts, real talk. Yeah, expand your soul, real talk, man. Yeah. And, and getting back to the fearlessness, you know, the substance of your music. Mm. Um, I wanted to mm. talk about a few songs that I found on, on your page. I can't imagine a uh, very deep, mm. very deep track. Um, yeah, you know. For sure, I love the messaging. It's a hard topic for a lot of people to talk about. It's a hard topic for a lot of people yep. to even acknowledge, and um, you know yep. we're at, we're on a, a, the cusp of, of things kind of you know being a little bit more magnified. You know, you're seeing more coverage. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar, but the Sound of Freedom movie is um, was going through theaters recently. If it's not still in, right? Kind of highlighting the same type of topics, and um, I just want to kind of touch bases with you and you know like the the choices sure. that you make and the, and the substances, the substance that's in your lyrics and, and your song and your, your songs and ideas, um, you know, just a little bit, maybe on, on I can't imagine. And then just, you know, give me a, yeah. give, me, give me a, give me the reason why that is the direction of your art. You know what I mean? Like I, I could, I could understand from an artist perspective myself having written, but for people who don't, I kind of want you to shed a little light on that. Sure.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Um, so my uh my like evolution as an artist has always been about like as a listener of music and a fan of hip-hop the songs in all genres not just hip-hop the songs that really speak to me that really touch me um that i really get something out of are usually the songs that are deeply personal yep um and like, uh, you know, authenticity is the most attractive thing in this in, in this world, especially with music, because there's so much hip hop that's just kind of formulaic and yep. microwave um, and era, this, right? And, yeah, microwave era, and it's like so. So when someone's being authentic and expressing something that's important to them, that's usually when I connect with it the most. Yep. Um. And so that's that's what I've always you know sought to do as a musician, as a as a rapper, um. You know, and and that comes goes back to my namesake, the inspirational rapper. Like I just want to inspire people because I've been inspired. Yep. Um. You know, mm-hmm. and it's cliche to say, but hip hop saved my life. You man, know, I don't know where man. I'd be without hip hop.
2: You so, know, man, one time for for that. That's yeah. A, that that is full circle that's what the idea when I was thinking about you know putting that post out and just that was right. a was, was a leap of faith because to be honest in that podcast page and on that community mm-hmm. on Facebook nothing's really ever geared towards hip-hop that shared nobody's ever really talking about it if there is I've missed it so mm-hmm. so don't you know I don't want to um, offend anybody if they are on there but I just hadn't seen much so I put that out there and got the responses that I did and then uh you know in the car same thing like you know it happened to be the right moment i just clicked the link and i'm driving and no other time to digest some music fully than when you're alone and on the road or something like like to me i feel like that's a really good time to to take a look at somebody's project and i just wanted to uh touch bases and have a conversation because uh you could tell the the substance the the care you know what i mean you could tell that that it was all there and now hearing more of the backstory. Um, from the from the resourcefulness and then the creativity and just uh the work that you're doing the um the chances that you took that are now allowing other people to take a chance on themselves and that's the dopest part of this whole this whole thing man hip hop oh, yeah
0: yeah, thank you yeah um yeah, so you know to, to go to go back to that song, I can't imagine um you know as a as a person that's kind of seeking inspiration in my life and 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 then taking you know like my song life is fast is kind of about uh you know like i mentioned my dad passing away like i wrote a song about that i have a song that you can't really hear anywhere anymore but maybe someday (laughs) i'll re-release it (laughs) but i have a song called a cold walk home Mm. this is before expand your soul and i got i got uh jumped and mugged when i was walking home alone in chico yeah and i got knocked out and um you know, uh, if you've been a victim of violence like that, it's, it's terrifying. I was scared for like months, just all the time. Um, after that, you know, and, um, so I wrote this song cold Walk home. So it's like, I take these experiences and I try to, you know, package them out and, 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 and deliver them in a way that people can resonate with them and get something out of it. And so in my life, I had been aware that, like human trafficking was something that happened and um, I largely just kind of thought it was in other countries and yeah you know like Brazil or something I, I don't know I just I just had this idea about it that was shaped by no like factual evidence you know
3: yeah.
0: and um, and I I started to learn about um, through a different a few different sources in my life really what the extent of what was happening in our country with human trafficking. And, and even here in, uh, where I live in, in Southern Oregon, um, being on the I five corridor, um, it is a hotbed for trafficking. Um, absolutely. Uh, it's the numbers here are staggering. And so I started to learn about all, you know, about more of this and, um, I just, I had to write a song about it. It was just, it was on my mind. I was devastated by the extent of, of what, you know, I had no idea. Um, and so that's, that's where can't imagine came from. And, um, you know, it was, uh, it it was a point in my, like, in my, like, I mean, there's just so many things about that song. Like I don't ever perform it. Well, that's not true. I perform it sometimes, but, uh, you know, it's not like I'm not like at the club you know doing that song <laughs> yeah
2: you, you gotta you gotta read the room i get it you know
0: <laughs> definitely. right but but it's like that so i you know to be really vulnerable it's like i grew up without a musical background really um i didn't have like uh like some people grew up like going to church and they sing in church i didn't have that i never really sang and a lot of times in my life when i when i have sung something um i get like, people tell me, like, yeah, you shouldn't sing, like, you're not very good, you know, and, um, I kind of just took that to heart in just kind of, like, whatever, you know, uh, didn't really ever sing, like, I just don't have a lot of experience, like, singing notes and stuff like that, and when, yeah. when I was in, when I was in my recording program at Chico, part of, uh, the curriculum to, to get my degree was this class called Aural Audacity, which is, Being basically being able, like, like the, the, the final to pass that class was to be able to, like, look, like have the teacher hold up some sheet music and give you the root pitch. Okay. And then you sing, you sing on key the notes in the, in the musical, the grand staff that's there. So it's like, here's a song in, in musical notation. Here's the, here's the root pitch go Crazy. you know and so it's, it's being able to sight sing right yep and um i barely passed that class and i was sweating it and but i did i got like a c plus so i <laughs> so it counted yes, for my sir. degree but i i struggled with that and um i don't have that innate ability to just hear something and, and sing it back but i can hear it in my head i can i can hear it sounds right in my head but yeah. my voice doesn't you know so anyways, I um, often, like, you know, like, I think of choruses and I have musicality and I think of songs, but I don't always feel like I can sing them because of that, what I just explained. And so this song, I just knew I had to sing it. Like, I like I wrote the chorus um, and I was like, this has to be sung by me, first of all, because no one else is going to do it. And second of all, because I'm a male person and this song specifically, although human trafficking is by no means just a f- female you know the females aren't the only victims by any means Yeah, yeah. but that that this song was written that way it's written from my perspective it, and it's it's written from the chorus really is written as a as like a it's to a victim from a man like that's really and so i was like i have to sing this and i actually took like I signed myself up for voice lessons with a voice teacher here, Dope. and I was like, I have this song. I need to like be able to sing. Like I work, and you know the version that's on um, on Spotify and stuff right now. I actually have redone, so there's actually I can sing it better now. Um, and and the new version is on the um, Kingdom Come album. Nice. So uh, it, the chorus is a is a is better, but uh, but yeah. Anyways, that's kind of I just bring it up because it was a big step for me to like just give myself the, the space to sing this, even if I didn't sing it right or well, like I just had to do it. I practiced really hard and I did okay. And now I'm I'm better because I did that. Like I can sing pretty good now go. when I work on something like I have. And I've, I've cultivated the ability to be able to tell when I'm not on pitch. And a lot of people can't tell that. Yeah. And, <laughs> and some of them, it's some true. of them are, are actually singers and they yeah. can't, really and that's you have to be able to differentiate if you're going to sing on pitch like you've got to be able to know when you're not on pitch you know and so yes, i can usually tell you know and so anyways that was a big milestone for me and that song you know it's crazy how what happens in life because like i wrote that song and within the, within a year of like that song being written i've connected with this local um uh, nonprofit here. Um, it's called ride my road. And the woman that runs it is uh, her name's Lauren and she's a motorcycle enthusiast. And she went through this big transformation in her life. Cause she was like a boudoir photographer and, uh, she stopped doing that. And she got very focused on trying to help the human trafficking problem in the world. And so she has a, uh, you know, a registered nonprofit at 501 C three called ride my road. And she like uses her like love of motorcycles <laughs> to like influence people. So like, here's what she does. It's, it, it kind of sounds strange and abstract, but so things that she does is like, she's, she's ridden around the entire like perimeter of the U S on motorcycle by herself as a woman Crazy. and stopped in all these cities and taken pictures, um, taking portraits of, human trafficking survivors that she's linked up with and connected with. And, and she has a book, a photo journal of all of the portraits of all these beautiful people that were victims that have well, I don't know if they're, I don't want to say they're victims, but they, they survived a hey, trafficking God. situation nice. and, um, and have gotten out of it. And so they raise, you know, ride my road raises money to support rehabilitation after getting out of, um, you know, like you get out of a trafficking situation and, uh, they, you know, they'll help train you with job skills and, you know, get, get you situated. So you have income, so you don't have to go back to it, you know? And, um, and so she, so her program is amazing. And so this is the crazy thing. I went to like a fundraising event, you know, and just connected and networked and, um, she, uh, ride my road usually each year it's like a motorcycle donated um and then maybe they get like a used bike that needs some work but they have mechanics donate their time and parts and they fix it up and and then they raffle it off and so um i entered the drawing for this motorcycle because it was really cool it had custom tank art on it and i don't even i I didn't have a motorcycle at the time i'd never really ridden but i was like this is such a cool thing So so i bought some tickets and i won it so I I won this motorcycle which to me in some way was like I I can't help but be like okay the universe was like you know thank you for writing the song you know like because it's like full circle like you said and so and but but it's like this motorcycle is an incredible piece of art and it's all the art that's on it is about you know the survivors and this organization you know and what they do and it's just like I feel like I'm a steward of the bicycle of the motorcycle. You know, it's like, nice. I, I keep it in good condition, you know, and it's like, I brought it out to other fundraising events. And I performed that ride my road events and done that song awesome. in the presence of, of survivors and other fundraisers and um, other nonprofits, excuse me, and other people that fight this problem in, in the community. So, um, so yeah, I mean, that, that song created this whole thing, You know that i never thought i would be going on this journey and um but it's you know and i i just have to say it's like uh that the song is written in like kind of a i don't i don't know how to explain it this this my that song is like um speaks to just one little aspect of trafficking and it really is like um kind of a stereotype I've learned over the years that it's actually, um, trafficking is, uh, children. Um, a lot of times it's children. Um, it's often men that get trafficked too for various things, not just sexual. Um, and so, uh, you know, I'm just speaking to this one little kind of stereotypical thing of like, there's kind of a story in that song about like, you know, the relationship isn't working out and the man is like walking on the streets and gets propositions for sex and, you know, whatever it, but it's like, the reality is that most, like the majority of, uh, trafficking, uh, is, is done by family members. That's insane. So it's, it's actually a family member that oh, does man. the trafficking. Yeah. And so, and it, and it's like 60%, I think like in the U S,
2: Staggering. It's uh, it,
0: crazy. It, yeah. And it you know, might be a cousin, an uncle or something or whatever. Not necessarily a parent, but sometimes it is a parent. Um, and so it's just, you know, it's, it's really pretty horrifying um, when Definitely. you really think about it. And so, you know, I, I hope the song, you know, really the reason I wrote it was I hope that people hear it and it gives them some hope, know. you know, because that's, that's what the chorus is about um and you know it's
2: uh that's yeah i mean that's what you know the inspirational rappers is a is a fitting name and um just what you just mentioned right now is you know uh you know just a a broader picture like that's what hip-hop is about as well is is giving hope through stories and and sharing stories and shedding light on on different you know aspects of life and perspectives and um and you know this is the first show of, of this different idea that i'm thinking of you know just this 50th year through the month of august uh celebration and um you knocked it out mm-hmm. the park man like i can't thank you enough for uh, oh thank for, you for joining me and, and for sharing your story and, and i'm going to share some of your music on here at the end if you don't mind um maybe of course maybe yeah whatever you know i'll, I'll talk to you off mic about you know maybe what song you want me to pick and and we'll go from sure. there but but um i want to thank you i want to thank your wife for for making this happen and um and just all in all man thank you for the work that you're doing out there and, and the chances that you took to provide those for others man thank you
0: of course, man. yeah, thank you for having me on, man. And um, it's my pleasure. Yeah, I mean, I do this because I love it. And, um, you know, I've tried I've tried not not doing it. <laughs> and I can't, you know, I can't not do it. I have to do my music. And, you know, and I say that jokingly. But but I also say that because if you're an artist, anybody, any of you that are out there listening, like if you're an artist, a musician, a poet, you know, um, you have a gift in art that you pursue. Just don't give up, you know, figure out how to continue to do it, figure out how to weave it into your life, because if you don't, you will not be fulfilled, you will be unhappy and you will always wonder and you don't have to be successful financially, you know, do it for yourself and share it with others, but do it because you love it, you know, and and I I mean, I say that, you know, I'm, I'm privileged, I have income and I can do this on the side. But there's always a way, you know, there's always a way. I wrote a lot of, wrote a lot of raps, you know, in my headphones when I was washing dishes at restaurants yep. when I was a kid, you know, like there's ways to do it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's my hope is that, you know, cause honestly, man, the world needs it. The world needs more. We don't need more businessmen. We don't need more, you know, financial preparers. We need people to live their art, live their truths, bring that color back into the world because, uh, we need it. We need it desperately. So
2: I agree. And and, and we're, you know, uh, not only is your work over there, part of that, but I feel like, you know, um, humbly, I say, I think this podcast will do that as well. You know what I mean? Just sharing, uh, different stories across, you know, across this country and hopefully further out in in the future. But, um, man, please continue creating, sharing. And if there's ever a time you want to promote or just come and have another discussion, reach out, man. Always welcome on the platform, bro. Thank you.
0: Will do. I appreciate that
2: invite. Thank yes, you so of much. Of course, man. One time for the inspirational rapper, y'all. All right. Thanks, everybody. All right, thank man. you for listening. Definitely, definitely. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot you a message after I wrap this up, bro. Thank you for the, for the time.
0: All right. You're welcome. Much love. Thank you.
2: Yes, sir. All right, y'all. One more time. I want to thank Gabe, the inspirational rapper, for coming through. Carving out some time, you know, to help one of my new ideas come to life. Uh, the first installment, you know what I mean? We're going to um, get more of these things together. I just wanted to, you know, highlight different people's stories in hip-hop. And you see how we could we could start on the discussion of hip-hop and get through so much and learn a lot about people in different areas that we've never been to and um, might want to go to in the future. So I want to thank them again. And um, the track that we were talking about is I Can't Imagine. This is a 2021 release, The Inspirational Rapper.
4: This is going on right now now, now. All over this great country of ours ours, All over this world world too The land of the free Home of the brave, where today we house about 60,000 slaves If you don't believe me, you can Google the statistics Or better yet, check your local red light district But keep your eyes open, it's easy to miss it Because even your daughter could get Craigslisted. listed for approval, how does this get started? They look for daddy issues, those girls are easy targets Others come from overseas Or border countries sold in their servitude and torture For money, 100 billion or more worldwide How does this industry have that kind of supply? guess the money's too attractive and fantasy's too strong Even cops get it on, damn, where did we go wrong? But I can't understand how there's such a high demand If you buy a child for sex, you are not a Man
1: imagine what you've been through, seen the worst of the worst and lived through, and the stories that you weave with the horrors that you've seen. I mean, the world must seem real cruel. But if there's one thing I know to be true, it's that the world definitely needs you. You can find good people in beauty with no equals. Maybe you can be you. I can't imagine what you've been through, seen the worst of the worst and lived through, and the stories. That you weave with the horrors that you've seen. I mean, the world must seem real cruel. But if there's one thing I know to be true, it's that the world definitely needs you. You can find good people in beauty with no equals, maybe you can be you.
4: Stop this. Is it more arrest? The more girls we lock up, the more they prospect the next. For every pimp we take down, another one rises. For every John we lock up, there's 50 more ready to buy this. Being born and raised in the internet porn generation that set us up to fail in real life situations. Can't get it up unless it's all savage. Blame it on a lack of passion to grab a Viagra. Now your partner's got her head buried in the mattress. Crying for the shame wishes. She looked like an actress. No one taught you how to talk about your feelings so the two of you never really find any healing as the years grow colder she seems less appealing so you wander the streets empty searching for meaning until someone beautiful bumps into you like sorry and asks if you wanna buy a party I can't
1: imagine what you've been through, seen the worst of the worst and lived through, and the stories that you weave with the horrors that you've seen. I mean, the world must seem real cruel. But if there's one thing I know to be true, it's that the world definitely needs you. You can find good people in beauty with no equals, maybe you can be you. I can't imagine what you've been through, seen the worst of the worst and lived through, and the stories that you weave with the horrors that you've seen i mean the world must seem real cruel but if there's one thing i know to be true it's that the world definitely needs you you can find good people in beauty with no equals maybe you can be you
2: there you have it man the inspirational rapper i can't imagine Can't say it enough, man. God got to thank the guy. Uh, throughout the entire conversation, my uh, synopsis, man, is just uh, fearlessness and commitment. You know what I mean? And willing to take a chance. Shout outs to Gabe, the inspirational rapper. Thank you for tapping in. I'll get back to y'all with the regular show tomorrow. Stay tuned, man. Thank y'all.